Hey, what's up, rollers? I know you're tuning in for another great, delightful, delectable episode of Quid Pro Roll, but I'm going to take a moment to plug a podcast that's been started by some friends and family of the goblins. That's right, we're talking about the Amnesia Campaign, Forgotten Paths. Forgotten Paths, which you can listen to anywhere that you podcast, including the place that you're at right now, most likely, is uh, an amnesia campaign. The players are learning real time with their characters who their characters are. So the audience, you're, you're learning it with them. It's awesome. You'll never find a cooler example of this run than the one that's being run by Noah Downs at my lawyer friend through Forgotten Paths. And all the team there, whether it's Cat Scratch, whether it's just Sam, or whether it's Ed Spence, are delightful. Their characters are awesome. Check it out, Forgotten Paths. They're friends of the goblins, and we love them. And we love you guys. Hope you enjoy this episode. Because this type would be basically tuxedo mask. All right, so Solinar's ideal man. I mean, so... We know that Solinar wants someone who's going to be like the brains of the operation, right? I think if Solinar's going to get with a dude, then it's got to be a particularly like they have to be very aesthetic, I think. Like a very like charming, kind of tall uh honestly, honestly, you know what kind of dude Solinar would go for as terrible as this is to say? The main character from Persona 5 aged up to be like 30. I can't think of his name right now. Joker. But that's what that's like that's his like goofy phantom he, thief name. He doesn't have an official name because you name him whatever you want your his name to be. Oh, his name was uh wasn't his name Pissed His Pants? <laughs> <laughs> that's why everybody just calls him Joker. He doesn't have a canonical name at all. I don't think he does. All the characters in all the characters in my game would walk up to him and be like, "Hey, are you pissed his pants?" <laughs> I mean, in fairness, you also tried to play a round of uh, Breath of the Wild without ever wearing pants. I did play around without ever wearing pants. Thank you. How often did you die? Uh, well, very often in the cold, but it's a pantsless playthrough. You got to do what you got to do. Hey, man. Whatever. It's going to catch on. Whatever boats you're floating, man. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Welcome to the Daily Crier Listening Show, where all the news and varying and beyond can make its way right to you you know meeting someone's parents can often be like reading a manual all about what makes them nuts and seeing Solinar and his mother interact sure brings out a, a lot of his particular brand of bonkers what really spun his gears was hearing what she had to say in the Aethertwine Garden I'd say it takes a great deal of kindness to offer up help in her position, and a greater deal of maturity from him to accept it. In any case, Bo takes notice of a blue-robed watcher in the crowd, finding a moment for conversation to break the ice. All the while, Johannes and Co- I mean, 
Woods Bear and Coda, as the current case may have it, meet even more chromatic dragon priests and really engage in the positive social aspects of this event. Whew, there's a heck of a lot going on here, and I'm surprised I'm keeping track as well as I am. Be wary, listener, for there are surprises waiting around just about every corner. And as always, y'all take care now. Where we last left off, uh, the party had had some interactions with some of the chromatic dragon priests, and Johannes mentioned ripping a man's throat out with his teeth. You know how you casually do in cocktail party conversation. But we're not going to start there because I need a minute to unpack from that because, listeners, for you it's been a week. For me it's been 15 minutes. So we're gonna just mosey on over to Boat, who, if I recall correctly, was meeting Solinar in the kitchen. Yes. With the candlestick. Yes. Is, okay, so are Boat and Solinar in the kitchen now? Yes. Uh, is there anybody else in the kitchen? Not at the moment. If you recall, you bribed uh, the potato lady to leave. Well... We have since left the kitchen, and I didn't know if anybody else came back in. Not at no, the moment. No, my understanding was we bribed Potato Ladies for her silence because she refused to leave. Though if Regardless, she's left now, that's better just, for us. She's just chopping over in the corner. Regardless, either <laughs> there's plugs. no one there, or somebody who has been paid for their silence is there. Okay. Solidar, it's it's me, Boat. And he raises up his mask. I, I was there when you bought it. <laughs> I have I have big news. Wait, you do you also have big news? Maybe. What's yours? Uh, my mom wants to help us. That's pretty big. What's your mom doing here? I well, I half expected her to be here because this is one of her friends because she's on the Council of Thirteen. But the fact that she wants to help us is incredibly weird to me. I didn't give her any details of the plan. I just told her we were here to get something out of the arm the treasury. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And I had her, she was wearing the ring of familial honesty and Solinar like shows it briefly. And he's like, when, uh, when she said that. So, you know, the fact that she agreed to help us and not endanger the plan, I feel good about because she was wearing a magical item that wouldn't allow her to lie about it. Okay. So how's, how's she going to help us? She said, I told her that the best thing she could do for us is distract people away from where we needed to be when it seemed like that was something that was happening. You trust her to be savvy enough to pick up on the cues there? I mean, it's it's either net neutral or net positive. It, it can't be net negative because she won't get it wrong. She did hide an entire family from another entire family for how many years? That's true. <laughs> Shush, lady chopping potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so well, that's a keen analysis. So I, I think that'll be fine. As long as you think it's fine, I trust you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to feel about the situation at large. She was very apologetic about the whole duplicate family thing. I don't... I don't know how I feel about that. I'm mostly suppressing all of my emotions around that whole situation right now because we have a mission to do mm-hmm. and I need to I need to not be distracted. I need to be focused. I need to be on my game. Okay. All right. So my news, a little less earth shattering than that. Did you happen to see that guy out there who was dressed in all blue and kind of some 
Ocean Vari type robes. Uh, was was he leaning against the wall a lot? Uh, for part of it, yeah. I, I think I saw him briefly. I just assumed he was one of those guys who's like, I'm too cool to be in the party talking to people. Anyway, he was acting a little bit strange. Uh, I was wandering around. Oh, Alyssa's here, by the way. Um, oh. uh, but she didn't recognize me. Oh, well done. Yes. Uh, but uh, as I made my way through the crowd, I noticed that the, the blue man started following me. And eventually he sort of uh, targeted me and came straight for me. And uh, I intercepted him and just started chatting. He says his name's Michael. And he asked me if I knew about the Alarian wrestling trophy that was here that has my name on it. He thought he asked me if I was Charles Barnes and I told him no and he believed me. But I didn't get any weird vibes from him or anything, but it does seem kind of strange uh, that that whole encounter. Are you sure he believed you and then he's not just a really good liar? To the best of my ability to determine, I believe he believed me. Okay. I told him I would have to get a little bit of work done, but then I would be interested in going to see it. Um, just to be polite. But, uh, I, I just, I wanted to let you know what was going on. I, I realize you probably already have gotten this vibe yourself, but that, that feels like a trap. Like it, it's it, got trap written on it. It does, but I thought that it might be an opportunity to do some scouting upstairs. The library is downstairs for info. I thought it might be an opportunity to do some scouting throughout the mansion. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think who you might have discreetly tag along just to make sure that if you get in any trouble, they're close by. And, um,. Maybe, maybe if Koza and Johannes are together, then like the two of them will be sneaky enough to make it work. <laughs> Koza mm -hmm. and Johannes together, the peak of stealth. Meanwhile, you Koza and Johannes together, we're the peak of stealth. We blend into this party like nobody's business, right, Koza? Yeah. Is that Koda? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, forest bear. Woods Bear. Woods oh, Bear. Forrest is my middle name. And the camera just immediately cuts back. I was going to say, and the camera pans out a little bit, and the two of them are standing in the center of a circle of people that are looking at them talking about being the peak of stealth. Hello, people. And as we said, next our, our next trick, we're going to juggle. And Solinar's <laughs> like, I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll probably be fine. Like, you know, Koza's got his magical abilities to be stealthy, and... Johannes isn't wearing his armor, so like, they're way, they're way stealthier than even usual. Bless Solinar and his faith in his friends. I will bless him. Add a d4 to your faith in your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Solinar, what would you think about taking a minute and pretending to be a fellow uh, wrestling enthusiast interested in seeing this trophy? I'm concerned that if you all are off in another room, when the high sign for me to start making my way up the wall so I can sneak into the treasury uh, I'll be way out of position when I need to be somewhere else maybe you could pretend to be my boss and tell the guy that uh, I can't go see it right now but maybe later I, I still feel like 
If you need an escort, you need somebody who doesn't have to be in a specific place at a... <gasps> what about Alita? Or your mom. Uh... Uh... I... How does... I legitimately thought that was a your mom joke for a moment. I, like, totally, and I was like, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> One of Johannes's alternate names at this party is Yo Mama. Yo Mama. Would my mother be a good escort? Like, I don't know what I she's going to do if you get in trouble is look, my man, thing. Look, there are no bad ideas when you're brainstorming. I'm just throwing stuff out there. I think if you're going to have somebody do the subtlety thing who does not need to be in a specific place at a specific time, I think Alita's your woman. All right, let's uh, let's go get Alita. All right, and Solinar picks up a tray of uh, croissants wrapped around tiny hot dogs, and Boat gets cucumber sandwiches. Ah, uh, yes, pigs in a blanket, the snack of high society. Piggy in a blankie. No. Yes, Daddy. No. Piggy in a blankie, Daddy. No. <laughs> when you're tired, it's Daddy in a blankie. I hate everything about this. Piggy and a Daddy. No. <laughs> Even Chapman flinched at that one. You only heard because of his deep Barry White voice. <laughs> <laughs> was hilarious. Amazing. So the two of you step back out into the fray and are looking for the uh, fluffy yellow dress that you remember Alita arriving in. You see glimpses of it where the crowd is in front of the musicians on the dance floor. Also on that dance floor, let's see how well we can juggle. Way juggle to go, Johannes. You roll. Forgive me. Way to go, Woods Bear. You roll. Thanks. I crit. <laughs> Succeed or fail? Crit success. You are not only juggling with finesse and panache, you are juggling one of the full punch bowls without spilling anything. Can I also be juggling, uh, uh, Coda? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, That's <laughs> funny. whoa, whoa. We're the peak of stealth. How's that going for you, Coda? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Remember when you're up there to make sure that you look out for the sign. Don't puke on anyone. No puking. That's the one rule. Is that, no, a, is that a con save for... We are not. Not this time. Not at this fancy party. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, you see that on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah. All right, boat, Solonar. Solonar, go out there and uh, get her attention. Grab her. Oh, why, yes, of course. And Solonar, like, moving through the crowd, being like, uh, I think Solonar only knows this food. Like, it probably has a slightly fancier party name, but Solonar only knows this food as, like, fingers in, fingers in a wrap or something like that. Like... Something distre mildly distressing. Fingers in a splint would make the most sense. Yeah, that's perfect. Yes. So Solonar's just like ambling through the party like fingers in a splint. Could I offer the lady fingers in a splint? Knucks in a puck. <laughs> Nails in a bed. So as you are going through, uh, Alita is actually dancing with somebody. By the time you uh, offer her the food, she pauses and turns and goes, Oh, actually, I'm veg- Hello. 
It's, uh, nice to, I, hello. Oh, uh, I was, I was given a message to deliver to the lady. Your, uh, your friend with the belt said that he would like to meet you towards the library. Ah, I can't keep him waiting. Um, she turns to the person she was dancing with. It was, thank you for everything. Um, I'm gonna, thanks. And she's gonna kind of stutter her way out towards Boat. I will, I will assist you in making your way through this very densely packed crowd, milady. And she's then, going to like take his arm and be like, "What happened?" Uh, as they're getting away from the dance floor a little bit, Solinar's like, "What the hell was that?" What the hell was what? No, who the hell was that? Oh, it was just some person that asked me to dance. He was very nice. Okay, did did you did you get any intel out of him, or were you just like were you just like dancing for fun, or? <laughs> What intel do you think I'm going to get out of somebody like that? We're trying to find out about this alarm thing. That's Why would he know about it? Anybody could know about it. Look, I've never been to a party like this, okay? I was just enjoying a moment. All right, I mean, you're allowed to enjoy a moment. Are you sure? It's, it's, yeah, yeah, I don't, you know, that's fine, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it kind of sounds like I can't enjoy a moment because no. I didn't get any information about the alarm system. But that meanwhile, is... is over here just trying to, like, get their attention. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, partially walk past him because they're bickering and then they realize he's there and, like, turn and come back. What uh, happened? I, oh, so I know. And he just uh, is, like, looking directly at her through his mask. Like, I know what a big wrestling fan you are. I just met this fellow who uh, wants to show me the trophy that Gravy Boat Barnes signed when he was the Alarian champion. I told him uh, I needed to wait just a minute, but then I thought I should I should talk to you since I know what a big fan you are because you'd probably want to come with me and not miss out. She looks Coming over at with me into the library with this stranger. She looks over at Solonar, then looks over at Boat and goes, this isn't some like weird smooching thing, right? That was not my plan. Oh my god, I dropped everything I was juggling for some reason. <laughs> including, including Koza and the punch bowl, which shatters on the floor. Oh, I'll go get towels. But this isn't like a weird smooching thing that I'm having to go with you for some reason? No. Okay, cool. Uh, so what's actually happening? Uh, it's just a little uh, suspicious, but I... I don't think this guy's lying, but I think there might be more to him. Well, but he asked me if I was Gravy Boat Barnes, but I was able to convince him that I wasn't. That's weird. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can go with you if it'll make you feel safer. Okay, yeah, just, you know, be be ready for whatever. She kind of, like, puts her hands up and is like, yes, I am. So the two of you make your way over to the exit to the East Wing, which opens to the library. You do notice the gentleman in blue kind of uh, leaning against the wall, milling about, waiting for you. Hello there, friend. I I appreciate you being patient and waiting for me. Oh, no problem. Uh, who's the lady? Oh, I uh, I brought my friend along. I know she's also a fan, so I thought she might want to see it if you don't mind. My name's Alima. Lovely to meet you. I'm Michael. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, do you want to go on? Yeah, absolutely. Now, Alima, just, you know, before we go in here, I just 
you know, let's try to control ourselves. I know what big fans we are. And you know what I always say, that Thomas McGregor, he's a big fan of uh, Charles Gravy Boat Barnes. So just try and help me not paw this thing if when we get in there and see it. Yes, Thomas, I will do everything in my power to contain my raw, untethered love for wrestling. I mean, contain mine. Barnes. Contain mine is what I'm saying. Yes, I will somehow manage to get you to tame your unburdened love of Gravy Boat Barnes. Yep, tame the beast. All right, let's go. So you guys are going to head off into the library, which is going to be a distance away from the party, enough so that the sounds of music and conversation, everything just kind of like fades to quiet. And once you step into the library itself, there seems to be some kind of sound dampening within the walls itself to make it peaceful and quiet. The smell of leather chairs and mahogany bookshelves and a fireplace that still seems to be in use, despite nobody currently being in there, all just kind of wafts up and gives you this feeling of sophisticated relaxation. Oh, this is this is tops in here. This is a classy joint. So amongst the bookshelves and the rows of books in the center of one of them is a glass case containing the trophy. Boat, you remember it well. You remember how heavy it is. You remember holding it aloft when you won your first Talaire belt. You remember holding it aloft when you won your second. There's sort of this moment of nostalgia that you feel that kind of wells up inside you. He he looks at it. He's like, wow, this is this is actually really amazing. You know, I was I was there for one of these and uh, I just I've. I remember the the emotion that was running through there and everything. He had been chasing that belt for a long time. Yes, no, I unfortunately hadn't been born then. Um, I actually was born not too long afterwards, but I I hear about it all the time. I Mm -hmm. wish I could have seen it. Uh Uh-huh. Can Boat roll uh, an insight? What are you trying to suss? You know exactly what I'm trying to suss. What are you trying to suss? <laughs> you know exactly what I'm no, trying to I suss. No, I don't. I know what Brandon's trying to suss. Yeah. He's and sus and sus. Everybody well, listening to this knows what I'm trying to suss. What are you trying to suss? <laughs> oh, could, I was born very shortly after. Could could this be? Could this be a son of a boat? A about, schooner? Should I roll a history? Should I roll insight? I don't know what you roll for 23 in me. Just like <laughs> thinking, thinking about uh, any dalliances he may have had right after that win. Uh, knowledge, genetics, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't. I. I don't Medicine. know what you roll for paternity, my guy. Oh, uh, can you roll for for what's that show? Rory. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No, there's this gnome that you've got to get in contact with, and he does a whole thing in the town square where he like make, reveals paternity in front of the townsfolk. I love it. My favorite one is the one with the guy dancing where they set it to the Final Fantasy victory music after Maury (laughs) says he's not the father. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, Well, let's see. If I roll insight or history, it's the same modifier. So let's roll insight because maybe Boat will have a sort of a flash of back then. Okay. Well, he rolled an 18. So I wonder what that tells him. Well, you decidedly, like, you have a moment of suspicion, and you decidedly remember having dalliances during that time in your life. But notice that I used the plural. Does, uh, does this guy resemble any, uh, any, uh, women boat may have encountered carnally? 
Uh, not that you can remember. You remember a woman with like dark brown hair. You remember an elvish woman that was a redhead. Uh, you remember, well, I'm going to like a couple of them. It would be biologically not possible. So we're not going to worry too much about that. But you do remember, I think like two or three women overall that you had relations with around that time. What color is this guy's hair? Uh, Sandy blonde. Sandy blonde. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I don't have any hair, (laughs) so he couldn't, so maybe he's not my son. (laughs) (laughs) Since I have never had hair. You are not the father. Good Lord. Um, uh, so Boat, uh, he he's sort of uh, starting to put some pieces together here. He doesn't have the full picture, but he's starting to get the feeling of this a little bit. And he stops and stammers and is like, oh, I guess uh, I guess you sort of uh, came to the fandom a little bit late then. I did, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been, like I said, I've been following his career for years, but he didn't come to Ocean Var very much. I think it was just once. Okay, okay. I spent yeah. most of my childhood with um, in in Tulare, uh, Tinkerhaven specifically. But af- like I said, after my mother had passed, I moved to Ocean Var, and he didn't tour in Ocean Var, I think, at all when I was old enough to care about anything. Yeah, it's it's kind of a kind of a, a hike to get over there. Kind of probably the same reason he hasn't been back to the Boris Empire in a long time. Well, I didn't remember that he ever had gone there. Uh, there was some talk about a tour there once upon a time. Um, th- you know, it might have been, you know, maybe just to some of the islands south of uh, the main continent or something like that. I mean, isn't Gravy Boat a Larian? That strikes me as dangerous. Yeah, but he's an entertainer. You know, sometimes, sometimes you can get some dispensation if you're an entertainer, especially if you're very popular like Charles Gravy Boat Barnes. So you seem pretty knowledgeable about him. Do you have any, like trivia I might not know like like what I I don't know I mean like I said before I've only ever really been able to follow his career and stuff that I've heard secondhand mm-hmm. well uh, you know I've uh, you know I've intersected intersected with him a few times I've been I've been certain places when he's been on tours and things like that so I've seen him a fair few times I had a drink with him once um, it was uh, sort of a fleeting thing, but you know he's a, he's a very nice guy. You know, keep in mind this was like twenty some years ago. Uh, how old are you, by the way? Uh, me, I'm twenty five, twenty six. Okay, I yeah. forget sometimes. Yeah, you know he was uh, at the time, and you know, you know we all are uh, to a certain extent at that age. He was uh, kind of immature, uh, didn't really care a whole lot for responsibility, um, was still sort of searching for his place and purpose in life. Uh, but, you know, he, he was generally a good guy. He just, uh, he needed to work on himself a little bit more. I imagine so. I, I imagine with his career and all the things that he's done, he probably has broken his fair, sh- fair share of hearts. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. He's had his, he's had his heart broken a fair share of times, too. Uh, I would, I would have to imagine, given all the attention, especially, especially back in his prime. But, you know, that's not to say he's not, you know... Uh, a force to be reckoned with these days. But, you know, you get older, your body wears down and you become sort of a, an elder statesman, really. He, he looks back at the trophy and then looks back at you and goes, 
Yeah, I do imagine his career is hitting a downswing right now, given his age. Yeah, yeah, I think last I heard he was sort of uh, taking some time to find himself, uh, reconnect with family a little bit. Does he have a family? Um, I always understood that his mom was out of the picture, but uh, his father was still alive. Was he? Mm-hmm. Do you know if he's, like, what his story is, where he's from, what he does? He was at a monastery for uh, a good long time. Not not sure if he's still there or not, but uh, that was part of sort of the gravy boat origin story, is that he left the monastery to sort of get away from that life and find his own way. So to your knowledge, he's never had, like, a family of his own in the sense of patriarchy? Not in not in the, the I think, quote-unquote traditional sense you're talking about there. Now, that's not to say that I know everything. That's fair. Yeah. But, uh, so... Tell me, uh, you know, what do you, what do, what do you get up to these days? Are you are you living in Alaria now? You said or tell or uh, tell air? No, I live in Oceanvar. Um, but you said like you you went back and forth. Frequently, but one of the benefits of my lord is that I can travel fairly quickly and easily through planes. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, tell me about your lord. Oh. Uh, it's not much to speak about. I'm a blue dragon priest. Is that so? I am. Oh, well, my, it seems like you've done pretty well for yourself then. I'm fortunate in that way. Mm-hmm. No, um, see, he kind of like sits down in one of the chairs. It's, I'll be a little vulnerable about it. You see, my mother, when she passed, I was very, very young. We didn't have much and during a particularly rough year she got very very sick and we didn't have the gold to get her well Mm -hmm. and she died and she died cold and she died hungry but I had just enough money to get myself to Oshenvar and the priesthood of my lord took me in, just sort of as an acolyte errand boy, and I wasn't hungry after that. In Ocean Var, I was never cold. I've learned to quite detest it. Um, no, but since it was just her and me, she was everything I had, so it wasn't hard for me to just pack up and go to a completely different country. Well, I can, I can appreciate that. I've, uh, you know, had my share of nomadic periods, but uh, yeah, I mean, you he he gestures to sort of the uniform that he's wearing. He's like, you know, a lot of times you uh, in this kind of work, you sort of have to go where the galas are. I see. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself at these often? Uh, I won't say often, uh, but, you know, occasionally there'll be, like, a big deal like this one come along and, you know, the money's good and you really can't say no to it. So you just sort of go from place to place hunting down your next paycheck? Ah, uh, I mean, I suppose so. Hmm. So what else do you find yourself doing? Any volunteer work? Any greater ambitions? You know, that's... Uh, sort of part of the reason that I travel uh, to sort of figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life. Meet people, things like that. You have no plan already? 
Uh, so at this point, Boat is getting the sweats, and <laughs> he is. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to roll Dex to see if I could just like grab like Alita's dress surreptitiously and tug on it. Well, that's a lot of sleight of hand since you're trying to do it sneaky. I mean, that only makes this better. That's a uh, twenty-three. You are able to get your hand into like the fold of one of her skirts and tug, and she's gonna kind of look over at you. You notice. Because her, her mask only covers what her mask usually covers. Mm-hmm. And there is something in her eyes mm-hmm. that is fear. Oh, I'm sure, because the dude just said he was a blue dragon priest. Is she reacting at all, or is she just sort of standing stock still? You can see the hairs on the back of her neck and on her arms standing up. Mm-hmm. She's not moving, and... From her body language, she appears like she's holding it together, but you've traveled with her for some time now. You know her well enough to know. Alita's terrified. And there seems to be something that she's trying to tell you with her eyes that you're not able to really suss out. Is there a clock in this room at all? There is not. Okay. This room outside of the fire and Mm -hmm. y'all's conversation is completely quiet. Okay. Boat sort of glances back out the way they came, and he's like, Ah, beans. I'm sorry to cut this short, Michael. I gotta get back out there and get on the floor. But, um, you know, I'll be here for the evening. So, you know, uh, just, you know, holler at me sometime. We can talk more about uh, Gravy Boat Barnes. I would enjoy that. I look forward to speaking to you again. All right. Well, you have a good one. You as well. That boat hastily gets out of there. (laughs) It was uh, lovely meeting you. Yes, I'm sure we'll be seeing each other again. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And he kind of, like, waves off casually as you guys walk out. Oh, I don't like this guy. <laughs> what he's do you up mean? To so- he's up to something. What? F- follow me to the kitchen. Follow me to the kitchen. <laughs> she's she's going to, kind of, like, as sneakily as she can in a poofy dress. Yeah, follow me to the cobalting kitchen. Let's let's go. <laughs> so you guys, you guys, like, walk into the kitchen, and Alita's going to, like, walk over to a small bucket of water, dip a cloth in it, and kind of, like wipe the back of her neck and her forehead a little bit. Oh, my potato water. <laughs> uh, that was, uh, so you had uh, uh, as much of a rough time there as I did, it seems like. Did you not notice that? Not notice what? I, there was something wrong with him. I mean, he said he was a blue dragon priest. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, no, I, though anybody who's going to be worshipping a blue dragon is clearly crazy. No, there's something... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It was... off. Wrong. It was... cold and... scary. Did... did you happen to pick up on the subtext of what he was saying? Other than it was, like, dripping with malice? Uh, I think Alita should roll insight as Boat just keeps looking at her like, come on, come on, put it together now. So normally, given that wisdom is uh, Alita's strongest suit, you'd think that she would be doing better uh, than this. But I rolled a six. We'll, we'll chalk it up to blue dragon shock. So she's got a she's got a the answer. No, she's got a 12. All right. Well, let me walk you through this. I'm guessing she's just staring at me sort of dumbfounded. She's just staring at you blankly. I was like, let me walk you through this. He thinks I'm Charles Gravyboat Barnes and wants to talk to me. I tell him I'm not. He gets me into that room 
with the with the trophy. He asked me about if I've seen Gravy Boat Barnes before as we get to talking. I tell him that I was there when he won one of those uh, one of the one of the belts. That's the reason his name's on there. And then he said he was born shortly thereafter. And then he asked me a bunch of sto- uh, a bunch of questions about traveling the world and my purpose and all this stuff. Are you so, are you getting it? <laughs> so you think he didn't believe that you weren't boat? I think he I think he absolutely knows that I'm Charles Gravy Boat Barnes and he's just trying to get me to admit it. He's if he doesn't absolutely know it, he's probably 99%. Why I Look, not that you don't have a great career and I know you have fans, but why, why, why would he care so much? Oh, my God, Alita. What? Oh, my God. He what? said he was born shortly after one of Gravy Boat's wins in that town. And he has all this, like, interest in Charles Gravy Boat Barnes. I mean... Talks about his mom being, like, them being alone. Because <coughs> did, you, did you notice what part of their family wasn't in the picture there when he was talking? Oh, yeah. what? Solonar. That's right, Alita. Their dad didn't pay his taxes and he was in jail the whole time. <laughs> Solonar comes through the double doors right then and is like, the hell is going? You know what? I don't know that I want to know. And he picks up a tray of champagne flutes and leaves. <laughs> what? Did, did you did you have kids? Well, I mean... I always thought it might have been a possibility, but I'd never had any confirmation. And I guess you, technically speaking, I still don't. You, you, you thought it might be a possibility and you didn't think to check? Look. What does personal <laughs> responsibility mean to you? Do you remember in there when I was telling him that back in the day, Gravy Boat was immature and didn't care for responsibility? Well, that was true. So that just sounds like you don't actually believe any of the things you say. No, it means I've evolved as a person, but that's not what we're talking about if right now. If you evolved as a person, you would have gone back and checked. You know, when you get into as much trouble as I did with as many, many, uh, ladies, Boat, men. I need you to hear me right now. I have dealt with a deadbeat dad already. I don't know that I need to deal with another one. Well... Let's let's let me just be straight about this real quick. If he hadn't been a blue dragon priest and we hadn't been trying to pull off this heist, probably would have gone ahead and told him. But there are two big tick marks against uh, that uh, course Your of action for the moment. Your potential son is an evil dragon priest. He's with the bad dragons. Now, let's calm down and let's not use such black and white language when we're talking no, about he's this. he's a blue dragon priest. He was a lost young man who was let down by his father, and he had to find his way in the world, and so he could eat. Let's leave it at that for now. Let's compartmentalize a little bit. Let's focus on the heist, and you can be outraged uh, at me about this later, and we can talk about it some more. We, but We absolutely will. We can't be distracted from the mission right now. I will deal with this. I always deal with problems. I'll deal with this. She kind of like purses her lips and looks at you and just look, like does this big anger sigh. Look, I'm not saying I'm going to get the cloak of office of father of the year or anything like that. We'll deal with this. I just if it if it ends up me having to like, you know, just come clean to him and let him take it out on me, then that's what we're going to have to do. But we just got to get through tonight. What do you think is going to happen? You two are going to go off and play catch with a 
blue dragon egg? No, I imagine I'm going to have to eat a lot of emotional crow, and then he might, uh, you know, go evil on me with uh, dragon stuff, and I'll just have to kind of deal with it, because I probably deserve it. There's so much to unpack here. I'm having more emotions than I think I should, given this circumstance, so I can't imagine what's happening with you right now. Oh, I'm a mess, but I'm trying to compartmentalize it. I'm taking all the weird feelings that have uh, that have just unleashed from the dam of the last 25 years here, and I've put them in a little box, and I've buried that box deep in my brain, and then I've buried my brain deep in my stomach so I don't have to think about this. So we can go and we can steal this damn cup, and we can get out of here, and then I can figure out what to do. Once we have the cup, then I can worry about this. You sounded like Johannes just now. It was kind of funny. You sounded like Boat just now, Koda. It's kind of funny. Uh, look, I'm just saying maybe, um, it's not the re most responsible thing to talk about the, the biting the neck thing in a party. I'm really sorry. Mm. Um, hey, um, 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 Ilfiel. Um, huh? What? What are we talking about? Uh, we should go meet, meet my dragon priest friend. I haven't met them yet. Uh, cuz it's gonna look around the party and see if he can see Alita. You only see, you remember Alita's dress and you see <coughs> the skirt of it sort of disappear into behind the kitchen doors. Okay, he's, come on, this way, I, I think. Oh, yeah, of course. Is there a, like a, um, indoor planter on the way? Yes. Okay, he's, as he's, he walks by, he uh, turns to it and a little mushroom pops up. And he, uh, and he whispers to the mushroom, Hey, um, M Mushroom, ha have you seen Alita? Does he cast Speak with Plants? Does it count when it's a fungus? Because a mushrooms aren't plants. Not a plant. I, I, I'm going oh. with some flavor, flavor here. You know what? I will allow Speak with Mushrooms because Thank thing you. number one, you are the knight of the queen of spores. Thank you. And it would be kind of dumb otherwise. Um, though I will tell you, letting speak with plants work for fungus makes it an enormously powerful spell. I mean, it could just be speak with fungi instead of speak with plants. Yeah, I'm, if you're willing to remove the speak with plants part and have it just be speak with fungus, that's perfectly working. But wouldn't that me. mean that any time there was mold, he could speak with mold? Yes. I, I think... Again, he's the knight of the queen of spores. I think the solve for that is if you speak to mold, mold is like, we are growing. And it's like, okay, oh. what have you seen in this room? We see nothing. We only grow. <laughs> All right, that's spooky. Yeah. Uh, uh, the mushroom goes. <laughs> mold. She goes to the kitchen, sir. Oh, okay. Um, Thank you very much. This was in full view of everybody, I just want to say. Yeah, you too. I, I hope you enjoy the party, at least for the little bit you have. Go forth, great knight. Okay. Um, and so he continues on back towards the um, kitchen. So Ilfiel, Johannes, Koza, the three of you come into the kitchen where Boat and Alita have clearly just finished arguing. Alita, Alita. Oh, I've met another yes. dragon priest. It's great to meet you. You're a chromatic dragon priest. Well, there's no really other kind of dragon priest, you know? Yep. No other kinds. Hmm. Just chromatic. I'm confused. If there's no other kinds... Wait a second. Oh, you're right. Um, well, 
Rolling a d20. As I said, <laughs> I'm so. I want Johannes to, to succeed on this tre- check so badly. Oh, got bad news. Also, got bad oh no, news. what did you roll? It's a five. No! <laughs> Which for me is, of course, a minus two. So. No! Yeah. No, <laughs> Which there's no other kind of dragon priests. Then wait a second. Oh, Lita. Yes, Johannes? Have you been saying that you're a different kind of dragon priest in order to make sure that when we're at a party, we don't raise suspicion because we're trying to do something that sometimes you have to lie to make sure that it's done right, even though it's not always the right thing to do? Alita is staring at Johannes with her jaw slack and her eyes wide, and I need to know what Koza and Boat are doing right now. We have to kill everyone. (gasps) (gasps) That's the only way out of this. Ding dong, bing bong. Who's bringing you this episode of Quid Pro Roll today? Well, it's the delightful people at our Patreon, including Kira Mays. Thank you so much. Marion Klatt, you are awesome. I'm like so grateful that you exist. Uh, Natalia Pearson, you're heckin' awesome. I like never seen a more awesome person. Olivia Latham, you're the best. Thank you. Sean Britton. I am in debt to you. I owe you a life debt and or a beer. Your choice. Uh, Sith Lord Dippy. Man, I couldn't have Dippied without you. And I'm really thankful. Wolf Daddy 72. I'm, God, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you, Daddy. And yes, Mountain. Yes, Mountain. These are awesome. You, you guys are great. Thank you for making Quid Pro Roll possible. I, like, literally, I'm, I'm so grateful. So, thank you from me. I'm Alon, and I'm thanking you on the post-roll, making it too long, and Gabe is gonna be mad at me. But I love you so much, I couldn't do it without you. Thank you. Oh, I peaked my audio there. <laughs> That's all <fine. laughs> oh, good. For the best.